Officially live, opening the slow cook-off. That's the sound of last year's Cholent cooking competition at Vancouver's Charitzetic Synagogue. At every station, chefs filled up styrofoam takeaway containers with steaming portions of traditional slow-cooked Sabbath stew. Usually it's made with beef and beans and root vegetables. And with the freezing cold weather we've been having, that sounds pretty good right now. But this year, things have changed. Sharad Sedek doesn't use single-use plastic plates or cutlery. They use real dishes and they wash them. And their cholent is vegetarian. The shul's also done renovations, installing LED lights in the sanctuary, new boilers, low-flush toilets in the washrooms, and they plan to install solar panels on the roof. This modern Orthodox congregation is one of about a dozen Vancouver-area Jewish sites, including day schools and community organizations, including the JCC, who've all signed up with the Federation, and they spent the past year trying to earn a seal of sustainability. It's a designation they'll get next month from Hazon, an American Jewish environmental charity group. As you might expect, usually it's reform and conservative congregations that are at the forefront of the green movement. But Vancouver's Sharit Sedek thinks they can set an example for other Orthodox Jews to follow. And if we understand that the the will to uh, to take care of our planet is just as much part of God's will as uh, some of the other areas of halacha, so this becomes an imperative that we need to answer the bell. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, February the 6th. 2023. It's the Tubishvat edition, the New Year for Trees. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Around this time of year, Canadian synagogues have been holding special Tubishvat Seder meals or inviting speakers about environmental themes. But many synagogues are also investing in green infrastructure. In Toronto, the first arriver just reopened on the weekend after a two-year renovation, and their 80-year-old building now has solar panels on the roof to reduce their carbon footprint. And the builders didn't throw out the old bricks, they reused them. In Toronto, Holy Blossom has a living wall of green plants in the main lobby. Har Zion has already signed up for the next Hazon Seal of Sustainability cohort, as did Montreal's Temple Emmanuel Beth Shalom, although they didn't wait for it to start. Two years ago, they planted a pollinator garden around their building with flowers that attract bees and birds. Edmonton's Temple Beth Oras planted a food forest around the Tamatora. They're also using mostly vegetarian meals. And in Calgary, Temple B'nai Tikva will install a solar array on their synagogue roof later this year, powering a third of their electricity needs at a cheaper price and saving 10 tons of greenhouse gases from the environment every year. To find out more about the Vancouver Initiative, I'm joined now by Rabbi Shlomo Schachter of Sharet Sedek. By the way, he's the son of the late Reb Zalman Schachter, who founded the Jewish Renewal Movement and also created the Rainbow Talit. Also on the line is Ariel Green, the head of Sharet Sedek's Sustainability Committee. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having us. Well, congratulations on being part of this initiative to uh, green up, and I'm not going to give any puns to your last name because I'm sure you get them all the time, <laughs> being head of the Sustainability Committee, right? <laughs> can you speak to, take us back a little bit, anyone can start, how did this all initiative start that you decided to join the Hazon Sustainability Program? Rabbi Rosenblatt, who's our head rabbi, and I, this would have been last uh, last spring, you know, and uh, before Pesach. Wow. 
in March, yeah, we were uh, we were having a whole conversation about a number of things. Uh, and this came up as, as, you know, Vancouver is one of the greenest cities, uh, certainly in North America, really in the world. And, and we had a sense of our, our community sort of lagging, uh, you know, and we, during COVID, many, many communities got much worse, right? We're dealing with, you know, single use uh, paper and plastic, and we were doing all, all of these things. And I said, look, we, we really don't need to be doing that. There's simple things we could do. But also we want to bring this to the forefront of, uh, of, of our community's consciousness of this is the direction that we want Judaism to move. Uh, and we as, uh, can be a leader in that direction. Uh, and he, he fully agreed with me, and, and we spoke about how to do it. I gave a sermon that, that raised the idea. And then thereafter, we were approached uh, by um, the Federation uh, and connected with this program. We sort of got the whole ball rolling. Well, you mentioned the, the problem with single-use plastics and takeout, but it's also part of the whole problem when you have kiddishes and, and cleanup. That's another area that many, many synagogues have had to grapple with. Let's start about the, the, the cutlery and the plates. Well, you know, very simply, uh, you know, we, we moved to having real dishes, you know, moving, uh, having real dishes and real cups and everything at, at Kiddush being, uh, and then we'll have, they'll, they'll have to be washed. Uh, but that's okay, right? That it's the sense of better to use the water, uh, which is, is reclaimed anyway, you know, and, and the power uh, that comes, uh, the electricity, all of the electricity in Vancouver is hydroelectric. So th these are renewable resources that we can can use rather than using, you know, plastic and paper and styrofoam, uh, which, which are, which are be around forever. The, the first level is being willing to set aside convenience for our value. Uh, and that, that's something that we do as Jews all the time when it comes to Jewish values about doing things that are less convenient because Kashrut demands it, because Shabbat demands it. Uh, so why should this be any different? And, if, and that's just been, you know, the beginning of it, but also the, the sense of, uh, it sends a message, you know, that this is part of our value system, that when people come to Kiddush and they see uh, plastic and, and, and styrofoam, the message it sends is this is not important to us as Jews. And when we have it the other way, when we have real plates and real dishes, so people say, oh, this is this is part of our value set. And that, you know, starting from, from bar mitzvah kids all the way up, that makes a difference. People see that and that message, uh, you know, we're walking the walk and not just talking the talk. What about the, the larger sort of infrastructure things? Uh, maybe, Ariel, do you want to weigh in on the sustainability things that you've done to your synagogue? is what, 115 years old, 120 years old in terms of the history, but I'm not sure how old the building is that you're in. I believe the building was last redone in the 60s. And in the past several years, they've done a lot to make the building more sustainable. We've um, gotten new boilers that are more efficient. We've gotten several heat pumps. The roofing has been redone, so it's better insulated. Um, and we've replaced almost all of the lighting with LEDs. And I believe that it has dropped the electrical load on them uh, like 80%. Wow. Do yeah. you know what the savings is, like actually money-wise? I that do not know what that is. Okay. So basically you're it must be significant. Yeah. And what yeah. about solar panels for the shul? Can you speak to that at all? That's 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 the, that's on the wish list. That's something that requires a very significant capital to to make that investment. Uh, we're working on on finding that uh, whether it's going to be from donation or it could be some publicly available funds from from the city and from others to make that happen. That's sort of where we want to get to, especially the you know things like the mikveh, right? We have a mikveh that uh, serves the community, 
that that is kept is kept uh, heated, right? That's something which solar panels uh, could be very very uh, instrumental. We have a big enough roof to have enough panels that we could even become energy positive and start put, putting it back, you know, into the into the grid. You mentioned vegan vegan catering. Can you speak to the, how that might impact the food that is brought into the synagogue and what you do with that? So it's worth it's worth stating that in Toronto and the East Coast, this sounds very different and very odd, but the standard kiddish at Sharetzedek is vegetarian. There's a parv cholent, there's a bunch of salads, there might be a kugel. What is the feedback you're getting from your membership about this change? Well, you know, our, our, our kiddish is very well liked. You know, we have a, the, uh, you know, we have the West, best, best veggie cholent, you know, uh, this side of the Mississippi, uh, that's what they say. And I think there's a sense here that uh, that we want to be inclusive, uh, and you know uh, it's it's more and more common these days that you have people that are vegetarian or vegan, uh, and when you have you know the bulk of what your fare is 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 not uh, accessible for everybody, it gets to be ex- exclusory, you know that that's something that we're keenly aware of. The other thing is that I've spoken from the pulpit and I've written to our community a lot about uh, ethics. Of the animal uh, industry, the, the you know the the problem problematic elements of factory farming. I myself am a shochet. I learned to do shrita because I wanted to get out of uh, you know eating industrial meat, uh, and I I see that the the pr- process of of uh, of pr- killing and processing an animal is is a mitzvah, and it's something that we're very far removed from. Most of us think of meat as something that comes from the store, uh, and so I think that the awareness. Uh, you know, and this comes down to simple things like making a bracha. When we make a bracha, why do we need to distinguish between a bari priya dama and a bari priya eitz? Why is that important? Because we need to be thinking about where this food comes from, right? And that the, this comes from a tree and be making that momentary consciousness of recognizing that this is from God and he made it grow on a tree and this is from God. And, they, you know, each that awareness, I think, is, is so essential to Judaism of, of gratitude and recognition that God is blessing us. Uh, and so a little bit of, of, of that awareness and attachment to to, uh, to the earth, you know, is, is part of our value system. And, and this is a small way to, uh, to help people become more aware of it. You said earlier, you know, we're in the greenest province in Canada. You're also in a province which, if I, I don't need to remind you, you had the heat dome, you had floods, you have forest fires, you had the roads were b- blocked from uh, between, you know, the mainland and, and I guess Kamloops, Kelowna, because of uh, terrible flooding last year. How does this influence the urgency of what your synagogue is doing? Yeah, it just makes it very real. You know, you see climate change happening here. Little things like when we had the problem with the roads, you know, and the flooding, uh, the supermarket didn't have yogurt for a week. It was just empty shelves because they couldn't get it here. That makes it really real. When when people that I can't buy yogurt because the the road from the dairy farmers to get to the city is blocked by 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 flooding. Can you talk a bit about Ariel the cost or maybe the rabbi you, you know? So all these renovations that you did with the LED lights, the toilets, is there a do you have a budget that you could share how much that was, or did you get money from? Federation or Hazon, how, like how do you pay for this? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have that's is above my pay grade. You know, I, I don't, uh, I don't deal with that. But I know that a lot of these things pay for themselves, right? That when when you're saving money on the electricity, it, when it takes two or three years to pay itself off. I want to bring up one other thing because you mentioned you're modern Orthodox synagogue, right? Correct. And I'm not really aware that 
modern Orthodox or ultra, you know, or Orthodox synagogues are are really into this kind of environmental stuff. Whereas it's more like a reform, you know what I mean? Egalitarian conservative. So I'm wondering what is unusual, if anything, about this, your participation in this as a modern Orthodox shul. Yeah, you know, it's a, there's a sense in many Orthodox communities that Judaism is hard enough without having new problems. And the sense that God gave us the Torah, if, if, uh, if we didn't have these laws about not using paper plates before, so they must not be that important, right? Why didn't God tell us this already? As a sense of, of if the Torah is perfect, so uh, this can't be that important. I think that that's an unfortunate, uh, an unfortunate response, and it certainly isn't necessary. Uh, the sense that we have here is that there is an evolution of social values uh, that's happening. Uh, to a large degree, Zionism kicked down that door. You know, religious Zionism has, has added new values to Judaism that were not part of it in previous generations. You see that, the, by and large, there's the, ortho, the, the Orthodox communities that have that Zionist attachment are more receptive to things like uh, women's uh, roles evolving and other kinds of social change because the, the edifice of we don't change anything is, has, again, been kicked down. So we see this as part of the, the, of the modern part, right? Uh, but that this is something which is not foreign to the Torah, but really embedded within it, and that it's an opportunity uh, really to make a genuine contribution to, to, to the Torah Shabbat Peh, right? That there are new insights that can be gained into understanding the Torah that we have because of the, the problems that are coming up and the, uh, the technologies that have developed. So, uh, you know, this is really Yagdil Torah Viyadir. We want to increase the Torah and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing and a blessing that we get to have, have new insights into Torah and new, new opportunities to expand our thinking. And so that this is, this is, this is a blessing and is, is appropriate you know, as, as a development uh, in, in, in Judaism, and that the halachic side will come along in due time. That you know, when when it, it will, my sense is one day, you know, it will be clear that is that there's a, a halachic prohibition to pollute, right, and to do things that are that are detrimental to uh, to the entire earth. What was the hardest thing that you've had to overcome? It's hmm. a good question. I think the hardest thing that we've had to overcome is that. We mentioned earlier that Jews kind of have enough going on already. Why should we do more difficult things? And I, I do feel like hosting a vegan Shabbat dinner and trying to get traction and people interested in it, it was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. But I also think that once you get someone interested, they're more likely to continue being interested so I, you know the thing that I've, I've seen and that I've, I've heard from a number of, of congregants is people are concerned that that we not look reform and not look like uh, too much you know that that because this isn't something which is a popular trend uh, across the spectrum of Orthodox communities there are people that have said oh, you know you got to be careful because people who you know promoting the environmental agenda have all kinds of other things that they're uh, you know also pushing. Uh, you know, and so I think that that's a that's a legitimate concern is that there's a big difference between saying we want to have a, a lighter footprint uh, on the earth and we're, you know, completely down with the left uh, and their whole political agenda. And, and we don't want to come off as if we're taking, you know, one side and this is who we are. Uh, but saying that, you know, that this is something which is is uh, is a Jewish concern long before it ever enters politics. 
did ask Vancouver's Jewish Federation why there are no ultra-Orthodox groups, including Chabad, in the initiative. And they said that Chabad is not part of this partnership. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Gary Gladstone, who listens to the CJN Daily while walking his dog. And we'll end the show with a sneak peek at tomorrow's episode, where we meet the family who had a birthday party for their toddler inside a grocery store in Picton, Ontario, which will now start stocking kosher food products as a result. You know, I've been living in this community for three and a half years. I always knew there was an issue with getting kosher and Jewish food. I just assumed, Ellen, that it wasn't something that was going to happen, you know. But here, even just 30 minutes ago, I brought it up to Paul and Murray. Now we're already thinking about, you know, about doing this. So I think there's a huge lesson there to dare to dare to ask. (laughs) 